slightly loud. Um, I just want to say I and my family, we've been amazed. You know, I, I'm got, gobsmacked. I'm really speechless. Uh, I mean, today's message um, from Scott and Katie was just amazing. In fact, and indeed, one can truly say, like Elijah of old, the Lord does have his remnant, a people that will speak forth his word and his truth. And I'm very encouraged by that. And I just want to say thank you to the elders um, for inviting me, my family. Um, it's a humbling experience. When I think my first preaching opportunity was given to me by Owen. Um, I remembered he saw me and um, he had a few words with me. He came to my house. I mean, uh, which of the elders, in my experience, they just know you for the first time and uh, they want to visit you and chat with you and say, why don't you come speak for me in Alpha? And um, he helped model um, my preaching. He might not remember because it's quite a, a while back. So um, I'm really, really um, humbled to be here. And I just want to bring God's word to you. But before we begin, let's start with a word of prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank you and we ask that the entrance of your word will bring light. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are God and there is none like you. And we pray that your anointing will go forth with your word. That you will bless your spoken word, that it will not return unto you void. We give you praise, we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me read from Mark 11. Mark 11. Let me start to read from Mark eleven twelve, and I will stop at 18. Okay, Mark eleven twelve, And Jesus went into the Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, and the hour had already, was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they, were, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the seasons for fig. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. So when they came into Jerusalem, then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out all those that bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who sold dove. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer? 
for all the nations, for you have made it a den of thieves. Hmm. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it, and they sought how they might destroy him. For they were afraid of him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. It's amazing that one of the things that astonishes people concerning our Lord and Savior was his teaching. Quite often, I can understand that people will be astonished at Christ's miraculous intervention in healing the sick, in raising the dead, in restoring you know, blind eyes back to those who were blind. But here we are told that what the people were astonished with was his teaching. Teaching plays a very significant part in the life and ministry of Christ, and it ought to. And we need to give paramount importance to the preaching of God's word. Not man's idea, but the true undiluted preaching of God's word. Sometimes it can be controversial. We do not set out to be controversial, but sometimes God's word by its very nature can be controversial because it is counter-cultural. We live in a broken, we live in a fallen world, and sometimes because of the darkness which engulf men and women, they cannot see the beauty, the majesty of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is how Paul puts it. If our gospel be hid, it is hid from those who are perishing because the God of this world has blinded their eyes so that they might not see the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when men and women get saved, it is not because of our cleverness. It is not because of our skill. It is not because of our technique. It is because the word of God has been preached and it is energized and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It is a supernatural walk in the heart of men and women, which is wrought by God. You and I were simply vessels through which God walks his wonderful walk. We step back, we allow God to do his thing. All God asks of us is that we should be submissive that we humble himself and he uses us to accomplish his holy purpose. So that, guess what? You and I cannot take the credit. You see, if we do it and if it is because of our oratorical skills, we pull this off, guess what? We are bound to take the credit. But the Bible tells us this that God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wisdom of the wise. God seems to delight in people who will humble themselves before him so that he will exalt them in his own time. Now, that's my introduction, as you can see. <laughs> but preaching plays and teaching plays a significant part in Christ's life. Now, most of you, you, you will be familiar with sign language. I wish 
I knew a lot about sign language, but I don't. Many a times Christ spoke in parables. Many a times he spoke in sign language. And here, one of the sign language I have, if my kids were here tonight misbehaving, as sometimes they do, they're good children, but sometimes they do get out of hand, just a mere look, I'm speaking to you, I'm laughing with you, but they understand the language of dad's look. <laughs> they understand, look, you need to shape up, otherwise you will be in trouble. So you see, Christ spoke in parables and with sign language. And if you come to the Bible as a skeptic, not understanding the historical context of what was playing out, you would say, what does this mean? It was not yet the time for figs, and Christ caused the fig tree. If he was the creator of the world, he should know the times and the season. It was not the time for figs. He goes up. It's not the fault of the fig. If the fig, it's not the time to bear fruit. And Christ, because he was hungry, frustrated, he pronounced a curse on the fig tree. But how are we to understand this? You see, this is a parabolic example which Christ was trying to paint before the people and before us. Prophets of old usually dramatize their action. You will see this in Ezekiel. Or you will see this in Jeremiah when they laid aside and you're wondering why they're laying aside. It's a picture of what is yet to come. And the fig tree was an illustration of Israel, the people of God. They were supposed to be a people who would be a light to the whole world. Outwardly, they looked very impressive. It was all good outwardly. But guess what? They lacked authentic spirituality. Now turn to your neighbor. Ask them, are you for real? Go on. Just checking, are you for real? Because you see, what the Bible tells us, what the Bible says, you remember that this famous line from Christ when he quotes Isaiah? He says, these people, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. It's all about talk. It's all about outward appearance. It's all about looking good on the outside. When it comes to presentation, top mark. But when it comes to living the life, they did not match up. Their words did not match their profession. Let me put it this way. This is how Paul puts it in Timothy. He says, they have a form of godliness, an outward facade of godliness, an outward facade of holy piety, but they deny the power thereof. 
showtime religion. It's all about looking good. It's all about being impressive. Who cares whether we live the life? And what Jesus was saying is this. By the way, this was redemptive. We must not just see this within the context of judgment. This was redemptive in its nature. What Jesus was saying is this. If you do not repent, if you do not turn away from your evil ways, guess what? Judgment will come. Did the people heed the warning of Christ? Answer, no. By the way, Christ cleansing the temple, this is not the first time he cleanses the temple. In fact, this is the second time. The first time at the beginning of his public ministry, look at it in John's account. This is the second time he cleanses the temple. The people refused to heed the warning of Christ. Guess what happened? In A.D. 70, the Romans came and destroyed the temple. In A.D. 70. Thus fulfilling this unique prophecy. Now you say, oh, this does not sound like prophecy. It is but in parabolic form. But I do not want to spend much time because I've got a lot to say, but I can see my time is slowly pressing. But let me say this to you. Do you know that you are the temple of the living God? Do you know that God wants you to be holy? Do you know that you're the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth. And the Bible says, if salt loses its saltiness, it is good for nothing but to be trampled on. Paul puts it this way. You are a written episode known and read by all men. In other words, let your life be an open book whereby men can read and know what Christianity is all about. Do you truly represent Christ in the marketplace? Do you live out your faith in true form at work? Do you, do you live your life in a manner that is pleasing to God at home? Or are we just gathering, singing songs, feeling good about ourselves, and thinking, it does not matter how we live. And let me say this to you. Of course God knows that we are flesh and blood. No one is perfect, not even I, ministering to you. If you think that is true of me, ask my wife. She's here. She knows that I'm not perfect. But you see, our claim to perfection is not that we have arrived. As Katie was telling us today, we, as we have been saved, we are being saved, and one day we will be finally saved from the presence of sin. But while we are yet here presently, as we walk with the Lord, we should be sinning less. Although we, we might not be sinless, but we should be sinning less. Our lives 
should reflect God's glory. And that's the point. My sermon tonight is this. It's a call to repentance. It's a call to genuine Christian work. It's a call to taking up your cross and following the master. It's a call to take Christianity and the God of the Bible seriously. Now, how do we live a holy life? Because I just do not want to leave this hanging. How do we live a holy life? I'll just give you a series of scriptures. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It starts with the mind. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. As a man tinkered in his heart, so he is. The psalmist says, I have meditated and stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It is the battle of the mind. As you renew your mind, as you align your thinking with God, guess what? So the direction of your life will follow. Now, Katie was a perfect illustration. Where is Katie? Is she? I saw her move. Oh, she's just stepped out. She was a perfect illustration today. How she struggled. But guess what? The moment she submitted her thinking to God's word, evidently, Today, we can see the blessing, the untold blessing. So be encouraged to do things God's way. Thank you very much. Let me end with this quote. Let me end with this quote. It comes from Dan Yelly. Half commitment is hesitating between following Christ and being merely religious. Half commitment is spouting pious word about submission while resisting all authority. Half commitment is justifying everything you want to do because if you were God, you would let yourself do it. Half commitment is choosing convenience as preferential to costly sacrifice. Half, half commitment talks much Sings some, gives little, care less, criticize a lot, and never serves. Half commitment creates our soul servant, frustrates fellowship, is belligerent, and witness not. May God help us that this is not true of us. Let us go out there and be the light of the world as our Savior commands us to be. Amen. Amen. So, um, we're going to sp spend some time in worship and